Dallas stock market volatility really has picked up lately, and boy, it is risk on, folks. This has caused many people to become worried and concerned. So find out what's going on and what you can do to protect your money right now. Hey, welcome. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with me. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Wealth Guardian Show. I'm I'm Doug Ray. I'm your host, and I appreciate you spending a some of this Saturday morning. Jeff Brown's in town, as usual, running the board for me. Hey, JB, what's going on? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Just uh, sitting back and watching this world go round and round. Well, that's a fun job, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's something. Yes, it is. Uh, hey, before we get started, I, I you know, like always, I want to salute our uh, uh, men and women who are serving in the uh, armed forces and and uh, the first responders. Thank you for your sacrifices and going into harm's way, which is really where you are as we find ourselves this day. So true. All righty. So let's get started here. Let's start with this. If there was a missing fact or a piece of information that was costing you a significant amount of money now, or if it could cause a problem or a cost in the future, when would you want to know about it? Today? Five years from now? Never? If that piece of information was a must-known fact, you would agree that you'd want to know about it prior to making any type of financial decision, especially one that puts your money at risk. And that's what makes our firm different. We believe in identifying all the facts necessary to make a sound financial decision that's in your best interest before you make that decision. We're an independent financial firm working with pre-retirees and retirees in all areas of retirement and estate planning. We are fiduciaries and have always served our clients in that capacity. So the goal of this show is to educate and inform listeners of up-to-date, relevant, and important information. And J.B. and I do look forward to spending the next 30 minutes with you. Well, what a start the markets have had this year. That historic, blistering bull market run in 2017 continued right into the new year of 2018, making January one of the best Januaries ever. We got about a 5% up market in January alone. But (laughs) things quickly changed when February and March hit. Volatility finally picked up substantially, causing the markets to lose those gains in January and then some. This quick increase in volatility and turnaround in the markets has caused people to become scared, confused, and fear another major correction's coming. So, are you shaking in your boots? Does your portfolio have a circuit breaker to protect you from another market downturn. Do you remember 2008? Mm. Obviously, last year, really from about mid-November 16, the election through January of 18 was really great time in the market. Volatility was low for the most part, and markets were increasing substantially, just going straight up virtually every day. And folks, when that happens for such a long time, it isn't normal And people tend to get complacent and forget that the market does indeed fluctuate in value. Remember, fluctuations in the market are normal. In fact, normal size corrections help the market establish new highs, creating higher lows and higher highs. But again, the problem is that people tend to forget this after extreme periods of low volatility with no corrections. And when volatility finally picks up, some corrections start occurring and people then start to get very nervous and overact. Well, look, 
Think of it this way. I do a lot of traveling for business on airplanes. I've had been very fortunate to have smooth, safe flights. But sometimes, one time in particular, I remember it was very turbulent. There were times when the plane hit pockets of air and it felt like we were dropping out of the sky. It was kind of scary. But I know that turbulence is fairly common on most flights at some point. It just seemed worse than usual since most of my flights had been smooth with no problems. You just kind of forget what normal is, if you will. Well, you know, Doug, I'm glad you landed safely. (laughs) Me too, JB. (laughs) Getting back to the markets, the volatility in the market seems a little worse right now because we haven't had much in a while. In fact, after a long period of such low volatility, the markets are going to have to take some pretty drastic moves as things get back to normal. But remember, these short-term corrections are part of the game and are needed to make markets increase in value over time. JB, remember about two years ago, mm-hmm. January to February of 2016? I do. Yeah, volatility picked up substantially in the latter part of 15 after a long run of low volatility. This caused the markets to get off to their worst start in history in January and February of 2016. The overall markets were about down about 12% at that period of time. Many people started getting very nervous, panicking in fact, thinking the long bull run was finally over, and this was the start of another next major decline. But that was not the next major decline. The markets rebounded nicely, and those losses made up in just a few months, and later on, the year actually ended up with a 10% gain. You know, Doug, just because market volatility has picked up and the market has lost some value recently, it doesn't mean the world is coming to an end. And sometimes market corrections are a stepping stone to a higher market in the future, and it takes some corrections in order for the market to get its strength back to new highs in the future. Yeah, look back at history, and it'll give you an idea of how long it takes for the markets to recover. Uh, This from Bloomberg. Since 2009, it's taken an average of 200 days for markets to fully recover from corrections. In 2010, there was a correction that was from April to November, and it took about 125 days to recover. Another one in 2011 lasted 144 days from April to February of 12. And there was a correction from May of 15 to July of 16, which lasted for 417 days. So corrections occur, they take time to go through. Now, no one knows for sure if this current correction is one of those times, but market corrections do take time to recover. The bottom line in this overall market has been an extremely rare, very low volatility bull run since 2009. Now, we all know that bull runs are not going to last forever. Markets don't go up all the time. We know that. This current run is way overdue for a correction. Even Warren Buffett says it's just not a matter of when it's or if it's when. Mm -hmm. Well, that said, many Americans are not prepared or ready for this. Their accounts are subject to a major hit if the markets continue to go down from here. So I ask you the question that I brought up at the beginning of the show. Does your retirement account have a circuit breaker to protect you from significant losses? Do you really understand your true risk tolerance as compared with the actual risk your retirement funds have? And wouldn't you agree that you should know these critical information prior to making further financial decisions? 
Wow, Doug, I can see how not knowing about the risk level of your accounts could really cost you. Absolutely. And when you're close to retirement and don't have the luxury of time on your side to make up losses, the markets are obviously much riskier now than they have been in the last several years. And the objective during this time when markets are unstable is to adjust your portfolio holdings to adapt to current environment. By doing this, you're going to protect your funds to avoid the big hit if the market continues to fall into a bear market. So how's this done? Well, that's what we're going to discuss in the second half of our show today. It's important because ultimately success in investing is not measured by how much you gain in a bull market, but by how much you avoid losing when the tide turns. And it's going to turn at some point. Mm -hmm. And it may be at that point now. Are you ready and are you confident your portfolio will handle it? In these unsure times, would it be a relief to know where your financial future is headed? Let's talk about the five critical questions that every investor should be asking to assure their decisions are right for them. Just like you followed a proven process in your job, we'll follow a proven financial decision-making process and help you learn all the critical facts ahead of time so that you can make financial decisions that are in your best interest. You know, JB, I, I see new folks every week. They listen to the show. They hear the commercials, Casey's commercials, and they come in. They meet with me, and we do the uh, planning and the process. And I'm telling you almost to a person, none of them actually know how much risk they have in their portfolios. Right. And, again, it's because of complacency. They've mm -hmm. had a couple of years now where they have no, done nothing but watch their monies go up and up and up. Right. And when I sit down and I ask these folks critical questions to determine what their risk tolerance is, their risk tolerance is 180 degrees out of phase with the way their portfolios are built. Wow. For example, I'll ask somebody, well, how much of your portfolio are you okay with losing? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, well, I don't want to lose any. Right. Or 5%. Yet they're established in a portfolio that may have 80% in stocks with 10% or 20% of that in either small cap or international uh, equities, which are, you know, very volatile. Right. And in a portfolio set up like that, not only if we go into a correction like we've been in, right. uh, if we go into another 2008, they're going to lose at least 30 or 40%. Well, and that would not be a good thing because that really hit a lot of people hard then. No. And, you know, somebody who's in this what we call the retirement red zone, this five years before retirement and five years after retirement, mm -hmm. you absolutely got to avoid the big hit. Right. Because that big hit is going to manifest itself not just today, but five, 10 and even 15 years, 20 years into the future. It's going to make what you thought was your golden retirement years into something a whole lot less. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, Doug, we've got some more great information to get into, but right now let's take a quick time out. And when we come back from the break, we will be getting into the details about strategies designed to handle those volatile times and how to protect your money in higher risk and declining market environments. That way, if this minor correction we're in now turns into a full bear market, you'll be protected from that big hit. But if it doesn't, you'll be in a position to take advantage of the market when it does recover. So... 
We'll get into that and what to do right after the break. You're listening to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show here on 94.5 WPTI. Stay with us. We appreciate you being with us. And remember, you can reach Doug at 336-391-3409. You're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Today we have been discussing the markets and the increase in volatility. When market conditions change, your portfolio and investment holdings need to adapt and change as well to help prevent major losses. So, how do you do this? Well, that is what we'll be discussing for the rest of the show today. So, Doug, what is the solution? Well, you know, JB, in my opinion, a market correction doesn't have to be feared. Mm Mm-hmm. It does require a properly structured plan, however. What we know is that the combination of assets that has maintained a stable and profitable portfolio during the latest bull market will look very different from the combination that will benefit from a different market environment. A total portfolio management solution requires a scientific process based on logical, testable rules to monitor the dynamic and ever-changing market environments and make timely and appropriate adjustments to match these new market environments. Only then can you potentially benefit from any environment, bull or bear. And obviously, as we've been discussing earlier in today's show, market conditions have changed recently. Volatility has risen sharply the last few weeks. And we went from a low-volatility, low-risk market to a high-volatility, turbulent, wildly-swinging market environment in a New York second. Today, market indexes are going up and down by 2 3 and even 4% a day. Much of this is driven by computer trading. And there's no way out of it, folks. So when market conditions change, you need to have an adaptive management plan in place to make these adjustments. Unfortunately, most investors don't have this plan in place. Most people use and most investment professionals utilize and recommend traditional asset allocation, which is designed to buy and hold through all market environments. This is the standard plan that holds a set percentage of stocks or equities and bonds and cash to try and attempt to diversify you. Again, this Traditional asset allocation buy and hold approach or target date fund approach isn't the correct approach in my opinion. The goal and objective is to ride out the peaks and valleys in these markets over time, thinking that the market will always be higher at some point. But folks, it may not be. It could take a long time to get to a higher high. Obviously, The problem with these approaches is they do not make adjustments to your holdings based on different market conditions and environments. And this is where active tactical investment strategies differ. Active tactical strategies make changes to your holdings on a regular basis. Instead of all the holdings staying the same thing and riding out the waves, the goal is to adjust your holdings to match your existing market environment. In other words, Own the proper types of investments at all times that are right for the current market condition. Here's an analogy. Listen, let's talk about dealing with the weather. 
In most places that people live, the weather is constantly changing. And to be comfortable and survive, we as folks need to watch the weather so we know what to wear. When the weather is very cold outside, we need to dress appropriately by wearing jackets and coats and hats and gloves to remain comfortable, even survive in that kind of environment. If we didn't do this, we could be very uncomfortable and maybe even freeze to death. The same goes for when weather calls for very high conditions. When will we wear shorts and T-shirts and sunscreen and hats and things like that? we got to pay attention to the adjustments uh, that the weather is making us do. It's just like active investment management. Active investment management adjusts holdings on a regular basis to match the existing market environment. Passive investment management is like only being able to wear one outfit to take care of you in all weather environments. JB, if you had to choose just one outfit to wear every day living here in North Carolina, what would you choose? Well, Doug, um, uh, let me think about that. I, I don't know. I really hadn't thought about it before, but uh, that certainly would be a tough decision because our weather is all over the place here lately. But I guess I would have to say that if I had to wear the same outfit every day, based on what I know, I would choose something like, I don't know, a pair of pants, a shirt, and maybe a light jacket. Yeah, I think that's probably a good choice. Okay. You choose something that's not too warm, not too cool. You try to choose an outfit that even though it's not going to be very comfortable on most days, it would give you through some days. Right. Consider North Carolina weather. The average temperature for the year is 60 degrees. Mm -hmm. That pair of pants, that shirt, and that light jacket would do well on an average temperature day. But it would not work on very cold days, and you're not going to be able to survive with just pants, a shirt, and a light jacket for a very long time time outside. True. And then when summer comes, the temperature gets to 90 degrees, higher than that sometimes, Mm -hmm. with humidity off the charts. You're not going to survive in that wearing a jacket. Nope. Bottom line is that even though the average temperature here is 60 degrees, it's actually very rarely 60 degrees. That's true. So rarely are you going to be very comfortable in that one outfit. Even people living in Florida and Arizona or other warm climates still need to own some warm clothing because there are times when it gets chilly or cold there. So if you live in Arizona or Florida and you only own T-shirts and shorts, then you're going to be miserable once in a while. <laughs> the relationship here is very similar to how you invest your, your, in your investment strategy. Again, <clears throat> there's times like the past several years when a passive strategy like buy and hold is going to work and work well. The markets during the last several years have been on a very long, low-volatility bull run. This is like being on vacation in a tropical island where the temperature is 75 to 82 degrees all the time, so you wear shorts and T-shirts all the time. But vacations don't last forever, and you got to come home sometime, back to that volatile climate. And you're not going to be comfortable or survive, for that matter, by wearing your T-shirts and shorts every day. Similarly, in today's riskier environments, you're not going to be nearly as comfortable or survive, for that matter, by holding the same investments you have held the last several years. So that's an easy-to-understand example. I use this to try to explain the difference between active and passive investment styles, and it's helped many people understand. Active tactical investing involves a process of shifting assets from one asset class to another, either to avoid trouble and minimize risk 
or to seize emerging opportunities. It's not market timing. True tactical strategies are grounded in discipline, systematic, rules-based process, and that is the type of investing that is needed in today's volatile and ever-changing market. So, Doug, let me ask you, are you saying that the buy and hold, the buy and hold strategy will never work? No, JB, in, in some circumstances, right circumstances, it, it really can for like, you know, 2016 to uh, the first part of, of this year. Buy and hold worked well. But let's look at fact. If we go all the way back to 2000, and that came uh, at the end of a long bull run, if we had a buy and hold strategy, say just buying and holding the S&P 500, mm-hmm. from the beginning, January of 2000 to today, guess what the annual rate of return would be on the S&P 500? What's that? 2.6%. 2.6%. Most people have it ingrained in their mind that the S&P 500 averages 10% a year. Right. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, too many false plans are built around a 10% market return year over year over year. It doesn't. You have to factor in, in that period of time from 2000 to 2018, we had two 50% corrections in that cycle. Mm -hmm. We're going to have 50% corrections going forward. We just don't know when those corrections are coming. Right. So I will offer this to everybody. If you want to sit down and have a second opinion and evaluate your portfolio and find out if circuit breakers and tactical management are right for you and the thing for you to do, I would certainly invite you to come in for a free no-obligation review. The number is 336-391-3409. And, you know, Doug, we were just speaking. uh, You were talking about the young lady that just came by to see you recently. Uh, She came to see you because she found out that her portfolio was invested at a much higher level of risk than she thought. So it's a good time to, to kind of look at that. Yeah, she was. She was. I mean, she was very upset. She'd lost so much money. Mm-hmm. And after looking at her statement, I noticed she was in a 2020 target date fund. Oh, I hate these target date funds. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, a target date fund is a passive age-based fund designed to provide a simple investment solution through a portfolio whose asset allocation mix becomes more conservative as the target date, which is usually your retirement, approaches. Target date funds are common and popular with 401k plans because people just simply don't know what to do, so they put their money there and they forget about it. Unfortunately, these accounts don't do well in volatile, bearish environments. They do not adjust holdings based on the different market environments. Now, back to this specific case. Okay. So this lady's 401k was, a, was with a very large, common institution that is custodian of many companies' 401k plans. In fact, it's one of the very largest investment firms out there. And again, she had her money invested in a 2020 target fund, and she was planning on retiring in 2020. Now, would you believe that the asset allocation of this 2020 target fund was 69% stocks, and 30% bonds and a smattering of cash. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Obviously, she was shocked to learn that she had taken this much risk and taken such a big hit lately. That's why I don't like target date funds. Again, buy and hold strategies like target date funds don't adjust holdings based on changing market conditions. Her allocation of 69% stocks and equities is now the same as it was a few years ago. 
So most people lost a ton of money back in 2008 and 2009 in these target date funds. So folks, if you've got a target date fund of any variety in your portfolio, please find out how that target date fund is invested. That is critically important information for you to know. So let's wrap this up this way. Do you know what questions to ask to assure your financial decisions are based on facts and logic, not emotion and opinions? Have you been shown real historical data on average investor returns and therefore really understood your true risk tolerance? And if you are missing these critical facts in the past, wouldn't you agree with me that you should know about it prior to making future financial decisions? Don't sit on the fence. This market is changing. The future volatility may be new and normal for a while. But using modern product choices, we can eliminate or reduce risk and shift the odds in your favor by linking your long-term benefit to market indexes. Did you know about this option? Was this a missing piece of information in a prior financial decision that might have changed your investment choice? I offer contact us for a no-obligation review to let us help you determine if you're making sound financial decisions based on fact and logic and not myth and misconception. Identify money that could be falling through the cracks and help assure your financial decisions are right for you. Call us at 336-391-3409 and we'll see you next week. We'll be right back.